Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Flipping the Industry podcast. This is Do's and Don'ts Extension Guest Edition. And this is for all extension wearers, whether you're wearing IBE or another weft method, listen up because Mackenzie Turley is going to share all of the do's and don'ts. I'm really excited because this is an episode for your clients. So if you're a stylist listening, send it to your clients, put it on your stories so that they can listen and learn a little bit of tips and tricks. Let's start from the top because this is a surprisingly simple step. And I always say just a little bit that when I first started offering weft extensions, the biggest realization I had is that clients do not brush their hair. And I didn't know that until I did extensions. And then I knew that very quickly. So tell us about why brushing your hair and how brushing your hair is so important. If you wear extensions, you should be brushing your hair multiple times a day. There is no way around that. There is no if, ands, or buts. You really should have a brush in your console of your car, in your purse, and at home. And then every time you are in any of those areas, you should brush your hair. It's, it's just really important to keep everything smoothed and brushed out. And let's talk about how to brush. I think that's the biggest tricky part for a new time extension guest is they just like go to brush their hair like we normally do. Like me right now, I can take a brush and just go all the way through, right? Because there's no weft. You show me how you would brush your hair. What's the difference? If I was going to go this way with a brush, what are you going to do wearing a row? Okay. So this is actually a great example because you guys see, I have a grow out. So Mm -hmm. I'm not going to start at my grow out, right? I'm going to start right where my wefts are. And this is a weft. It's the piece of hair that's attached to yours. I'm going to start there and go down. And sometimes I'm going to pick it up just to make sure that it's not tangled between my bottom row because I've got two. So there's another one hiding, you know, they're so invisible. Um, You can't even find them in your own head. So (laughs) I'm going to make sure that the hair that's between this row and this row is all nice and smoothly brushed. And putting a hand on top. I mean, I think this is one of the things that we see, especially with hand tied extensions that is tricky is they are more delicate. So if you are taking a brush and you're just going, even if you're brushing the right direction, if you are not protecting that weft line and then brushing, then you really increase your chances of catching the top of that weft line and looping it, which really there's nothing your stylist can do once that happens. She can try and stitch that in as best she can, but you can't cut the loops because then you drop the hair. I learned that when it first happened. Did you ever do that with a client when we were doing hand tied wefts? I remember I was just like, oh, it's like, it's okay. So I just cut the loops thinking... (laughs) Yep. I don't know what I was thinking. Now I'm just like, oh my gosh, but I don't know. For some reason I thought the hair would just stay there, but no, it's just, it's gone. So then pretty soon you just have a clothesline, <laughs> a string, a few hairs. <laughs> so we have learned a lot in the industry as far as extension artists go. Um, but making sure that your wefts don't loop is a huge deal. So holding the top of your wefts, I actually, when I wear super long wefts, I like to I'll grab my hair like this first. So I grab it just almost in like a side pigtail and I brush down here and I'm holding on so that there is no pressure from my root. So I'll start here at the bottom, brush, 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 brush. Then when that's all out, 
Then I move to here. Mm. I place my opposite hand against my weft line. And then I just brush the rest. But at that point, there's no yanking. There's no tangles because I already did that with a lot of resistance right here. And so then it just makes it a lot easier. So brushing is a big deal. Let me tell you too, brushing before you shower is oh. so important. So, so, so very important. So what I will do is when I have um, two rows, sometimes three, before I get in the shower, I'll do my whole brush out. So I will take and separate my bottom row. So say I had a bottom row, I'll clip everything up above and I will fully brush out my bottom row, everything underneath my nape section. I'll brush out my bottom row, make sure everything is nice and smooth and brushed out. Then I drop a row, do the same thing. I make sure that yes. my hair is just smooth before I go in the shower. And that really helps to make sure that when you are in the shower, nothing's getting matted. You're really free to be able to get in there and work through the weft lines and get everything nice and clean. If you go from having fine, thin hair, not having a lot to a lot of hair, you don't realize that lifestyle change because if your whole life, this has been your situation, you don't need to brush your hair every five seconds because it's not tangled. It's not matted. It's not all of these things. Well, then you get a bunch of hair and even people who have a ton of hair naturally they know they have a brush in their console. They have a brush at work. They have a brush at home. It's just the fact of having a lot of hair. You have to brush it, especially in the winter months. You've got yeah. coats, you've got jackets, scarves, all the things. It is just natural to have tangles at your nape. Even clients who don't wear extensions that have a lot of hair naturally get tangles where their hair rubs against their back all day long. It is yeah. just a part of the process. It's not the extensions. It's not this. It's not that. It's just well, maybe. Well, yeah. Maybe the extensions actually. Well, yeah, it might be the extensions if you're not wearing IB and something else too. The hair quality and the looping. Now, if you guys aren't wearing one by IB, this is open for any stylist to order. If you're a client listening, ask your stylist about it. It prevents that, and your wefts last longer. Especially if you have wavy hair, IBE has really opened the doors for textured extensions. Man, when we came on the scene 2019, I did not see curly extensions. It was not happening. Nobody was offering hair. Nobody was doing it. Definitely nobody was talking about the education behind it. So I am just, side note, super proud of IBE for doing <laughs> that. And it's, it's been really at the head of a lot of our stylists who are just like, no, I'm doing this. I'm going to learn everything I can about it. I'm going to teach this community about it. We are doing this. We are not, you know, and no one has ever tried to exclude curly hair girls from extensions before right. product wasn't available. It just wasn't there. But this is one of those things going back to brushing that brush out. If you've got curly weft extensions, you better be brushing massively before you get in the shower, everything, every row separate it. That's going to be a huge help to detangle before you get in the shower. But yeah, speaking of one, you don't have any of that weft return hair that was sometimes causing, if you've got textured hair at the base, it was getting intertwined with the mustache and it wasn't anybody's fault. It was just product malfunction. And now having one totally changes that. Plus there's some other brands that have, you know, really offer the kinky coily hair that do have a micro weft top and it's changing the game for sure but it goes back to brushing. It goes back to just making sure that you're brushing. That's right. Being kind and not being rough. Let's just like get real about some of those getting crazy with hair pulls. 
you guys have to stop. <laughs> you guys have to stop pulling each other's hair. Don't pull someone's hair in the parking lot, not in the streets, not in the sheets. We're not <laughs> pulling hair. <laughs> it's, I mean, we can speak to this. The streets of the sheets, I die. We can speak to this because we see this in the IV stylist app. And this is not something that's talked about on the ground. This is not on the internet because nobody wants to say, hey, my partner pulled out, literally pulled out half my row during sex. I'm just going to say it. You have to be aware that this is still attached to natural hair. So any amount of pulling, tugging, over direction, it's just the same as your hair. Like if someone was going to pull, you know, but also there's that added weight. So it is a little bit even more fragile than just like normal hair pulling. So please tell your partner there needs to be like a form that is filled out before any activities happen like a waiver like you know when you're on vacation and you go to like jet ski you got to fill out your waiver so when you are about ready to participate in some extracurricular activities run him through what is gonna need to happen and not happen because i'm serious we see it actually a lot so common it's, it's actually really crazy how common I, it is. Yeah. And it seems to be like, once someone says something, everybody's like, like everyone has a client or an experience or something that this has happened to. So I think it just really needs to be part of your like home care maintenance. You teach your clients about brushing. You teach them about the proper amount of tension on hair pull. You can pull the bangs. That's it. Get the fringe. That's all you get. That's all you got. Just a little, little tug. We can't keep doing this. Yeah, it's scalping. <laughs> scalping in the streets, in the sheets. We can't. We're done with it. We've we're done as stylists. So clients, beware. And beware. you know, that's never something I would go over in a consultation. So as a stylist, I wouldn't know until it happens. So just a fair warning here. Gotta keep things cordial there. So yep. next up cleansing because that's a whole ball game you've had fine short hair forever now you have all these luscious locks and you're like i have to get in the shower now and i have to wash this there yeah. is a little hack there there's a couple hacks so starting from the top just a general shower you've got two rows what are you doing i am detangling first and then i am separating my hair before i get in the shower so mm. that's how I like to do it when I have two or three rows. I'll, if I have two rows, I'll separate in between so that like my bottom row is exposed. I throw this up in a clip and I go and I get all of this wet and I shampoo and I scrub right along the weft line. I'm using two fingers. Okay. I scissor, scissor, and I go right along. I know some clients are actually afraid to touch the extensions. Have you had that? Some clients are like, wait, I didn't know I could touch them yes. when I wash and yes. so then never get clean. And there's a lot of product buildup that starts to happen. Clients, you absolutely can and are invited to really clean those wefts along the weft line. And so I like to use that scissor motion between my second and third fingers or between my thumb and my third finger and just work, work the shampoo along that weft line. It needs to be clean. You can really work your scalp right along that line. And I think, again, that's why plug for IBE, the method construction itself, it's so durable. Um, there's no loops in between attachment points. It's a continuous attachment all the way around the head, even tension, even weight distribution. 
feel free to get in there and scrub. And I do that with my bottom row. I drop the rest of my hair and I do the same thing over again. So it actually gets like a little bit of a double shampoo, but I'm really focusing and concentrating along each weft line individually. So helpful. And it's, it doesn't take long. It sounds like it's a whole process. It's actually really quick because you're able to just shampoo, unclip, shampoo, rinse, done. Yep. And then I'll condition or mask all together. Cause really when you're doing that, you're just focusing. I focus on like my chin, my jaw down. That's what I am masking or conditioning. And then I will grab like the front sections of my hair just to make sure that they don't get neglected, you know, like right here with like a mask or conditioner. Also a little tip and trick. If you wear 22s or even if you wear multiple rows of 18s and it feels heavy when it's wet for me, it does. I kind of have a sensitive scalp. So especially as they start to grow out, I'm just like, dang, this hair is heavy. I will in the shower, I will pull it to the side and I rest it on my shoulder. Like it's a freaking parrot. (laughs) Yeah. It can just sit. Yeah. It just sits. And and when it's wet, when your hair, if you wear three rows of 22, 24 or three rows of 18 inches, it's, it's a lot of hair. There's a lot of grams on your head. And so when you get it wet, if you're feeling like it is uncomfortable in any way for you, or you're feeling like it may be pulling a little bit, just set it on your head, like a little pet there in the shower. And that's a hair hack for you. A shower hack. That's yeah. so nice. Cause it does get really heavy. I definitely yeah. am like, Whoa, especially when you put a bunch of conditioner in water, it's heavy. I always do a little pile on the shoulder just to release so that there's no added tension on the roots. I'm definitely going to be doing that. Even in the pool, I'm going to be like parking it right here. Yeah. Yeah. Just park it up there. Like it's a little, like a little pair on your shoulder. That's so smart. And then with cleansing also, you don't have time to do the whole shebang. You can do the top wash. So tell us a little bit about doing that top wash. I love the top wash life, especially if you are super active. You know, a lot of our extension wearers are super active and that's why they want to have IBEs because they can throw their hair up on pony and not be showing adhesives, tapes, beads, bonds, whatever, but they find themselves needing to wash their hair a lot more. So what, what the top wash is, is you part above your top row and kind of this front too. I like to do my fronts because this is where you start to feel greasy around your face. I will pull everything back into a low ponytail and I leave this top area and I'll just bend over and wash it in the bathtub or wherever you want to bend your hair over and just fully wash it, dry it. And it looks brand spanking new and you don't, you know, or that's sometimes if you're in like a time crunch, you don't have time for all three rows of 24s to dry, but you need to look fresh more than dry shampoo can handle. That top wash is really, really nice for those chances. And I mean, you can do that every day if you have to, if you're a yeah. fitness instructor, a spin instructor, you find yourself sweating just beyond compared to a dry shampoo fix, then this is great for you. So then when it comes to after we've showered, now we're going to move on to drying the hair. So this will be a little bit different because it depends on the type of hair that you have really. So tell us the main difference there. So, I mean, when it comes to drying, I'll tell you my routine. And if your hair is kind of like mine, you could follow something along my lines. I like to let my hair air dry. If you have straight you know, if you're wearing straight extensions or you like to wear it straight, smooth, blown out, waved, I will let mine air dry about 80%. 
So when I get out of the shower, I will towel dry and I'm squeezing. I am squeezing with my towel, all the extra moisture out of my hair. And then I will put on my products afterwards, all Goldie, of course. I'm doing like a leave-in detangler. I am adding the serum, the smoothing cream cocktail, and maybe like a root boost or something like that. And then I'm just letting it sit while I do my makeup or I'm handling my kids or whatever it is, but I do not recommend blow drying from a dripping wet. You will literally be there all day. <laughs> That's why clients are just like, I hate wash days. It takes me forever to dry my hair. And I'm like, all right, girl, maximize your time, apply all those products and then go do something else. Do your makeup, do your laundry, get your kids lunch ready, whatever it is. And so then once I get to about 80% dry, then I will start to blow dry with the blow dryer. Make sure you're not flipping your head over. This is not something you can do with extensions. If you need that volume at the crown and you're used to flipping your hair over, then secure or fasten the rest of your extensions down just like you would with the top wash with a scrunchier clip. Then you can flip over and you can get yourself all of that round brush volume that you like to do at the top. That's totally acceptable but you don't want to be doing that with your hand tied extensions. You're going to blow dry that mustache going the wrong way. And you're going to be in a world of hurt and you're going to cause tingling and matting. So don't do it, but just blow drying the rest of your hair. I like to get mine pretty much about, you know, I'll start blow drying it maybe for a couple of minutes. And then I actually do like to round brush and smooth my, mm. my extensions. What I'm not doing is using that round brush all the way up to the root. I just come in about again, like jaw length. And just to make sure that everything is smooth together with basically, I'm trying to smooth my hair in with the extensions so that there's no separation. They were dried and smoothed and styled together. So you still can use a round brush if you want. It's just a little bit different action, not all the way at the root. Now, if you're wearing curly extensions or, you know, another brand's whatever curly hair, you have a totally different kind of wash and go thing. You're going to be doing something different. Like you're going to hit it with all of that aftercare product, maybe like a killer curls by Kevin Murphy, some kind of a curl enhancer, something like that. You're going to scrunch and you're going to go, <laughs> yep. which is really nice because if you do have curly hair, we've got this beautiful wavy Ugh. extensions where there's so many perks because you don't have to worry about blow drying the weft line. I do. I do because I am, I'm not trying to get any wave out of my hair. I wear hand tied hair. If you wear hand tied extensions, no matter what method you wear, you have to make sure that weft line is getting dry. If you are keeping moisture along that weft line, I'm going to tell you, I've seen mold. Yep. I've seen things that I don't want to repeat and I don't want to see. Yeah. Again. yeah. Yep. And that, that just comes from multiple rows, not getting dried up in there. So it's more difficult to air dry hand tied hair. So if you are, you know, you are an air dry type of girl, wash and go scrunch and leave. Then a micro weft is what you need to be wearing. And one has the most comfortable, similar to a hand tied seam that I've ever felt. Yeah. And the wavy too. It's so nice to be able to just pop out and go. This leads us into I'm going to kind of jump ahead. Yeah. Swimming. Swimming with extensions, it's a little different. You're not going to be by your blow dryer if you're at the lake all day, if you're at the beach all day, at the pool all day. So keeping them organized, <laughs> I guess is the best way to put it, is going to be really, really important. This is something <clears throat> that I wish, I mean, I try and put out as much information as I can, but 
you know, there's a lot and there's a lot of clients who have the worst experiences on vacation, on their spring break, on their honeymoon, on their beach vacation with their family because they wear extensions and they just didn't know what to do. So Mm -hmm. I, I mean, this is, this is partly on stylist too. Like stylist, if you are not giving your clients proper swim care, then don't, you need to stop. (laughs) You just need to stop. You got to give it to them. Um, so clients, here's what my recommendation is. If you are swimming now, a lot of people say, Oh my gosh, wait, I can swim. You can, if you can avoid it, I would say avoid it. But if you're just like, I refuse to sit on the edge while my kids are (laughs) out in the water. Like if you're just like, no, I don't want to do that. Then let me tell you what to do so that you can still have a good experience with extensions. Number one, Make sure that you get your hair wet, like shower first, tap water, ground water. If you are going into a salt water situation. Okay. And most pools, chlorine and salt water pools and the ocean act the same. If you get in chlorine, that's going to cause some color issues we can talk about, but salt and a swimming pool are going to cause the same thing. So the problem is, is it causes your hair to expand. Think about, um, I mean, just salt. Think about you have a lot of salt when you've gone to Mexican night and you overdose (laughs) on chips and salsa, what happens to your fingers the next morning? Yes. The salt has made you puff, right? Yes. So it's the same thing that happens with your hair, your hair extensions, because they have been I mean, they've been processed. There's no doubt about it. They've been through the ringer. They all started out, you know, with black or dark brown hair, most of them. And if you're wearing blonde extensions, those things are over-processed to begin with. You Mm -hmm. add salt, you add that swelling element. And that's when you start getting massive issues with tangling and nodding and matting. And it's horrific. So make sure that you have your hair full of moisture before you ever get in the pool or the ocean. It already needs to be wet with something. And so if you get it wet, and then I want you to liberally apply a leave-in conditioner, liberally. And this can be, I'm going to go out on a limb here. This can literally be your kid's conditioner because I want you to slather this on. I don't want you to use half a bottle of Goldilocks just to, you know, before you get in the ocean, this can be anything, but what the message, what the mission is here is to coat your hair, to swell that cuticle so that it cannot accept any chlorine or salt water from the ocean. That's the goal. Like a sponge, like a dry sponge absorbs more than a wet sponge. So if it's already wet with a leave-in or literally water and conditioner, like if you want to just hop in the shower and like not rinse all the conditioner out and braid it or something, yeah, easy. Perfect analogy there with a sponge. And so you want it to be soaked up with good nutrients before you go in with dry hair and jump in the ocean. It's going to be a nightmare. So that's what you want to do. And then my favorite hairstyle, and this is a misconception. I just talked about this on a post, but a lot of stylists will say, braid your hair, braid your hair, put your hair in a braid before you go swimming. No, (laughs) do not braid your hair. That is not enough. If you are going snorkeling and you have the waves, the waves ebbing and flowing, and your braids are just starting to loosen and flap in the breeze. It is going to be like one big dread, one big dread. Yep. So do not do braids. Even if they're tight, they're going to loosen. 
Like they just will. So my favorite hairstyle go-to is to put everything in a low, tighter pony, like pretty slit, everything back. And then I'm going to bubble that. So every yeah. two inches, I'm going to do another elastic. So I'm really just creating like a cylinder out of my hair so that there's not room for expansion. There's not room for movement. There's not room for anything like that. It is just tight and it's just going to be bubbled all the way down. I, I have done it both ways. I've gone, you know, boogie boarding with my kids in Hawaii. And I actually tested this myself. I did a low pony braid one day and then I did a low pony bubble the next day. And even with the braid, there was still some work I had to do. There was some work I had to do. And, but Ooh. I didn't have that when I did the bubble. And so that's just what I'd say, do, if you want to get in the water and you're going to live that life, then live it, but make sure that you are prepared. And then when you get out, you got to run to the shower <laughs> and you've got to apply a deep conditioning mask. You got to let it sit on there. I suggest taking your wet brush into your shower with you. After you have that deep conditioning mask sitting on your hair for a minute, start to work from the bottoms and just make sure that everything's nice and smoothed out. And then just go, go on with your aftercare after with a good hydrating serum, Goldilocks. Um, and you're going to be good. And too, I was just thinking, as you're saying this, it's an aha moment that should be so obvious to me as a stylist. But when you're thinking of a guest whose natural hair is so much shorter than their extensions, imagining that in the braid, it's going to start coming out like little by little. It's yeah. going to start piecing out and it's just going to start getting loose and just rubbing. Loose causes friction. So yeah. I was just imagining like a bob to like three rows of 24 and just having kind of like having nightmare, like visions come through my head. So mm -hmm. that bubble braid will isolate it all yeah. the way down, no matter yeah. the length for every single little layer. I think that's why I started doing it because I noticed, yeah, when I would braid it, I'm just like, I started wearing extensions when my hair was here. And then I'm just like, what happened? Like it's coming out. It's not staying tight. So yeah, you can make that bubble braid as close as you want, as close as you need so that everything is staying together. And I guess even if you had layers shorter than what a low pony could do, you could split your hair down the middle and just grab a few this way like almost tell it and do a bubble this way, do one here, do one here, and just at least grab a few so that even this hair is nice and secured. And then, you know, I really do think that with the proper care before and after, you can still live your life at the lake with extensions. And lake water is different than yeah. salt water, pool water. It is different, you know, because it is more of like a natural, there's just not the chemicals in there. Just make sure that the lake you're going in doesn't have, you know, isn't fed by an inlet of salt water. Cause then you are going to have to treat it the exact same as mm -hmm. that ocean vacation. And just like the wind from the boat. I mean, put a hat on and then bubble braid and you can be on a boat. You can be out at the lake, like whatever you want to do. But oftentimes that hat also helps just if you live that boat life, you know what I'm talking about. Like your hair yeah. just goes crazy when you're cruising across the lake. So to wear a hat and then bubble braid, just the most protection you can offer. Um, can we talk about sunscreen? Because that's yes. part of the whole sunscreen swimming. is yep, right up next. 
though we see this still so often. And I'm just like, how are we still having these conversations of people ruining their blonde extensions when they go on vacation? How is this happening? Um, yes. so again, clients, and again, and this is not on the clients, honestly, no, I do not blame clients for any of these issues, any of them. No, nope. I'm going to blame the stylist. <laughs> the stylist. Yeah. Like I'm coming for you, stylist. Like this is on you. If your guests are having a bad experience on vacation with their extensions and you've given them the proper steps, if you've given them the proper steps, then obviously they didn't follow them. But if you had no discussion about sunscreen and how to style their hair when they're out there, that's on you. So sunscreen, abobenzone, anything that ends in benzone has a chemical reaction that is going to react with the chemical dyes on hair extensions and tint them pink or orange. There's no way around it. And here's the crazy part. Think about when you put sunscreen on your shoulders and back and chest and face, your hair is rubbing against it. You know, yep. even if it's a pony, the reaction of the sunscreen plus sweat or water, it's not just sunscreen. You can actually apply a cheap target sunscreen to blonde extensions. And if they stay dry, they will not discolor. So making sure that you have a mineral sunscreen is super, super important. Now I hate mineral sunscreens usually <laughs> because you look like the freaking kid at the local swimming pool whose mom dipped him in zinc, literally white and pasty and it's the worst. And so Goldilocks is a super sheer mineral sunscreen. So if you don't want to feel like the white pasty chalky <laughs> chick on the beach, then Goldilocks is going to be more of a sheer application. It actually gives you a little bit of like a sheen. Like, I don't want to say like a shimmer or anything that would like deter, like even if like your son or your spouse totally. or whoever can use it, but it does give you a nice little glow, makes you look great. Yeah. And that was something I was like, we cannot just create another chalky sunscreen. Like I, cause I won't wear it if it's like that. <laughs> so this is something that blondes have to be aware of. Even if you're a brunette and you have some blonde pieces, you're going to see that discoloration happen at about like a level seven. So even if you've got some ashy highlights that are like, like a Jersey, you could still see some discoloration in Jersey in like a level seven. So even the brunettes need to be careful when they're out swimming or at the beach, or even just out at the park with their kids messing around and you've applied sunscreen, make sure that you are applying a chemical sunscreen. There is a certain way that you're supposed to sleep with extensions. Some yeah. can get away doing one thing or another, but yeah. the, there is a more comfortable way to sleep with your extensions. How do you like to sleep with yours? So I like to separate mine down the middle yeah. and I will do a rope braid to where it's just my hair. And then I go into a three strand. And I like that because if I do a typical three strand braid, starting from my part line, I feel like it gets really kinky. Yes. It gets kinky here and doesn't hold like this natural kind of way of making it look like I just curled it. But if I do the rope braid, which I do have like a YouTube, I've got some tutorials, but it's basically just taking and twisting your hair, adding to it. This just recreates a curl, like incredible. I do this even if I don't wear extensions because it holds 
this wave across my face. And then I just work into a three strand right here. So um, easy. Let's also talk about, you've got to be sleeping on a silk or satin pillowcase. Anybody should be really for skincare for your, for your face. If you were a crazy sleeper and we see this a lot with extension guests, we see oh, a yeah. lot of matting that happens at the back because their guests, you know, are just crazy sleepers and you can't do anything about that. If you're just like, how am I supposed to, do I just not move <laughs> my sleep? Like we can't control what our guests do no. while they're sleeping, but you can control having a silk pillowcase to sleep on. There's just no friction. And yep. so that's really, really important to have as you know, the, and you can go a step further. You can wear a sleeping cap. You can wear mm -hmm. a cap, especially those who wear curls, um, yes. who wear textured extensions really find that covering their hair, it cuts the frizz, it cuts the friction, it keeps the curls. And so that is a really, really great thing too. If you're finding that you're struggling to hold down the frizz, even if you just have naturally frizzy hair, yeah, it's a great thing for you to switch over to a satin pillowcase. So even if you're having like your hair is growing back from having COVID or you started taking the Goldilocks supplements and you have a ton of new growth that will help so much with the frizz. And even if you're just like a super fragile blonde, like for sure, no matter what having blonde hair, you are the priority list of, you need to be on a silk pillowcase. Well, and let's talk about don't go to sleep with <sighs> your hair wet. Wet. Don't, you can't do that. Even if you wear microwefts, because I'm just saying like from just a standard, just scalp and hair health, that right there proves that you shouldn't go to bed with wet hair. No. And so, but you, then you throw in extensions, you throw in hand tied wefts into that mix. And it's a disaster waiting mm. to happen. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. It's a disaster. So you have a little bit more leeway if you do wear a micro weft, but even at that, I would just say for the health of your hair, I wouldn't do it. This has been so good. So I want you to share. So I know that you just shared that as one of your great styling hacks, but do you have any other styling hacks for extensions as far as, um, like keeping your style, maintaining your style? What's your favorite, um, iron size, things like okay. that? Yeah. Yeah. So again, and I'm like, my style is struggle bussing and I really need extensions. in. I think wearing extensions is the styling hack. Yep. <laughs> like that. Is I agree. The hack. It's actually the hack to wear at least one row. Um, but I am always a sucker for a one inch. Yep. I'm, I'm one inch iron type of gal. No matter what my end result is, I will always use a one inch. And what I change is my section sizes. So instead oh. of changing the size of my iron based on the look that I want, I am changing my section sizes. If I want looser, then I'm going to take bigger section sizes. If I want tighter, obviously I'm going to take smaller, but a one inch is my go-to. So I like to use That's a Marcel, funny. which if anybody's listening to this, that means that it's like a springless iron. It's, you can do the same thing with a curling iron. I just prefer a Marcel. I use the bioionic, mm -hmm. um, one inch, or actually I love the Sambia for my Marcel, the Sambia yeah. two in one professional iron is my go-to. I don't know that I've actually used anything different since I got out of hair school. Yeah. I love the Sambia tools and the bioionic tools. Yeah. I don't, I don't think some IV stylists know this, but we have an exclusive deal with Sambia where they get 40% off just by being an IV stylist. 
you get 40% off any tools, accessories, irons, scissors, everything, Sambia. That's in the, that's in their manual. Oh, it's in the app and the manual. And it's in the manual now. So it it. shows, it gives you instructions on how to get that discount um, and set up an account with Sambia in the manual and in the app, all the places, but just a little side note. So I'm like a Sambia for lifer as far as I actually use the shears, the blow dryer and the iron. I just love it. It works for me. Um, And that was before I even got a discount. So just just like it. Yeah. Um, That's one of my styling hacks is just keep the same size of iron. Um, I would also say for ponytails, Mm. You often get this, how do I put my hair in a ponytail with extensions? You know, if you wear a wefted method, you're just like, how do I get all this hair up? Um, my hack is flip your head over, flip it over. <laughs> it's not that hard. It's not that tricky. But I think when you are trying to hold 22 inch extensions up and brush everything up into a ponytail, it's really hard. So yeah. I have a smoothing brush. You can get a smoothing brush anywhere. You can get it on Amazon target. Sally's, you do not have to have anything brand name. Mm -hmm. A smoothing brush is just like a paddle brush that doesn't have any bore. Um, It has no like hard bristles. It's just really, really soft. And I will flip my head over because if you're using a smoothing brush, you can actually smooth over your wefts, which is, you have to be able to do that when you're putting your hair up in a pony. Um, And so you can brush right over them because you have nothing that you're going to catch with a brush. And so between that and a smoothing brush, that's how I get my hair up. When I'm wearing three rows of 22s, that's how I get it up and snatched is bend it over and then use that. These are the basics that will get you through the lifestyle of wearing extensions because it is a little bit different, but you know, we say it's high maintenance, be low maintenance because on the front end of everything, waking up in the morning, getting up and going, going out, it is truly day to night you know, those outfits you see like day to night, like that's what extensions do for your life. There are some things, you know, not wearing extensions right now. Like I think the only thing that's easier in my life is the actual, like washing my hair in the shower. Like that part right there is quicker. The rest of it is just like one frustration after another, actually. (laughs) Like, I'm just like, what? My hair does not go how I want it to go. It doesn't it's flat by the end of the day. And I like, I'm so ready to jump back into, I would rather take an extra two hours and it doesn't take that long. No, don't get me wrong, but I would rather take an extra two hours, one day a week to be able to wake up and save the time during the week by wearing extensions. So it is just so crazy that if you have a good method, you've got to combine that with quality hair. Yes. With being equipped with a proper maintenance, extensions actually make your life a lot easier. You are truly more low maintenance. I promise you. This is great. If your stylist is listening, send this to all your clients, like send out an email with a link to this episode, tell them to have a listen on their way into work, wherever it is so helpful so that you guys have this as a resource now. If you guys have any questions, you can always reach out. We are here to help as um, a method to clients and to stylists alike. So if you guys liked this episode as much as we did, please rate and subscribe and send it to all your clients. 
Hope you guys have a great week. We will catch you guys on the flip side.